Okay, hello everyone. Today's topic is generative AI, and in particular, the role of Gen AI in streamlining the content creation process in the future. And to help me discuss this today, I'm joined by Sam Garg, who is the CEO and founder of Write Sonic. Hi, Sam. Hey, Bernard. Very nice to be here. Thanks for yeah. having me. It's such a pleasure to have you with us. Where are you joining us from today? I am usually based out in New Delhi, India. So yeah, joining from here. Perfect. Maybe you can share with us your journey, um, your background of how you ended up becoming the CEO of Sonic and the founder of Sonic. Sure. So I can give a very brief story. It's a long story, but I can kind of sum it down. So um, yeah, I'm a software engineer by background. Um, got very interested in AI sometime around 2016, 2017, when um, Andrew Ng's courses were getting very popular. So during my um, college, as well as after that, I was building lots of different side projects, basically web apps, SaaS applications, um, both around AI as well as otherwise as well. And um, I think the the founding story for Write Sonic is something like you know back in 2020, some of my other products again SaaS applications I wanted to market those, but me being a technical person I didn't have any experience with marketing, so the idea I had at that point was um, why don't I let AI do the marketing for me? So now one of the things that you need to promote any digital product online is a landing page because that shows the value proposition and you know tells the customer what exactly they get out of it. So we started out right Sonic as an AI landing page copy generator. So that was the first version of right Sonic and basically built it for myself initially so that I can do the landing pages for my other products. And then yeah, launched it on Product Hunt and a couple of online places like Hacker News, Reddit, all of these different sites. And um, yeah, it, it kind of picked up. A lot of people were using it. A lot of different uh, feedback points we were getting from users. We went to like fifteen thousand dollars in uh, monthly recurring revenue within uh, within two months, I guess. And um, we also got into Y Combinator, which I had no idea about what Y Combinator was back then. I just applied it because people were mentioning cool cool things about it on Twitter. So applied to Y Combinator in twenty like summer twenty twenty one. Got into that. You know, took a 2.6 million uh, seed funding right after that, and yeah, since then we have been working on rights on and growing the team. Uh, we are a profitable company, so that that's been in in a nutshell our our journey so far. Very good. Uh, yeah, and I want to go more into what Right Sonic is and what you offer in a minute. But before we do this, I'd like to start a bit wider and maybe get your perspective on how generative AI is transforming content creation and social media and marketing landscapes. For sure, for sure. I think uh, we're seeing like a major shift uh, in, in this landscape right now. Uh, in fact, before, much before ChatGPT, we were working on this, you know, since 20, end of 2020, as I mentioned. So a lot of companies have been using it. But of course, since ChatGPT came out in November 2022, that is when the awareness for generative AI spread even more. So almost every company on the planet is exploring generative AI, like how they can use it 
somehow uh, in their own workflows. So I think one of the main kind of benefits or the main uh, industries or sectors where we have seen the benefit of generative AI has been content creation. So one of the first things was basically um, writing, AI-powered writing. So essentially, uh, that is what Writesonic started with as well, is basically writing blog posts, emails, ads, uh, any kind of content, basically. So that is what it started with. Then last year, of course, models like DALI2, Stable Diffusion also came out. So a lot of then interest uh, went into AI-powered art and creative creation as well. And then, of course, there are other things like AI-powered videos and audio and all the different forms of content there. So I think this content creation um, use case is the one where we are seeing the most amount of impact. It is helping um, whether it's kind of writers or freelancers, businesses. It helps you know a lot with saving time, increasing productivity, coming up with higher quality content, and um, you know in in general, kind of optimizing a lot of the sort of the manual workflows that um, that we had so far. Very good. And and how can businesses leverage Gen AI to really steam streamline their own operations and um, improve things like customer services and ultimately gain a competitive advantage? I think um, there are a lot of different use cases right now where businesses can take advantage of generative AI. So, of course, one is the marketing and content piece that I already mentioned. As you were mentioning, customer service is another big one. Now, one thing, if you've seen the current generation of chatbots that exist, those are sort of uh, sort of rule-based dumb chatbots, I like to call them. The reason being, um, when you're creating that chatbot, you need to manually define the workflows. Like You need to do a lot of manual stuff. If the, if the user asks this, then do this. If the user asks something else, then do this. So a lot of manual um, kind of work that goes into it. Secondly, it is not able to really have a personalized experience with the with the customer there. So I'm, I'm not sure if you have used PayPal's chatbot or any of these kind of chatbots. Um, they give you two, three buttons in their chatbot. You click on it, and then it gives you two more buttons. And then you, you, know, it, uh, you kind of keep clicking on those buttons. And at one point, the user just gets frustrated and leaves the site that okay, I, I can't deal with it. So I think that is where I think generative AI chatbots are coming into play, where they are able to automatically learn from the knowledge base and the training data, and then in a very human-like manner are able to interact with the customer there. Another thing is data then. Uh, a lot of companies have so much data that has been collected for the last you know few years since cloud came into play. So a lot of that data analysis and data science, which used to be done by these very um, you know, specialized people can now be done with help from AI where it automatically helps uncover patterns and insights out of that data. So I think that is another big one, like you mentioned, where businesses can take advantage of that data to make data-driven decisions for any of the things going forward. Similarly, you know, assistants, everyone is kind of deploying co-pilots in their own um, ecosystem, in their own application or business ecosystem. So a lot of these kinds of things I think we are going to see in the coming months and years evolving at a very rap rapid pace. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So let's talk about your own business and the product. And, and maybe you can give us an overview of what, what Ridesonic is in the context of the things we've just talked about. For sure, for sure. 
So Right Sonic is basically an all-in-one unified content creation platform. So we started with AI-powered written content generation, where you can create SEO-optimized blog posts, um, you know, ad copy, emails, product descriptions for e-commerce companies. So that is one major focus for us, where a lot of different brands and businesses use our tools to produce um, content for a variety of different use cases. And this content basically, of course, saves their team a lot of time. And at the same time, uh, also helps them kind of scale up their content generation and, you know, acquire more customers, you know, signups and then eventually sales. So that is what we have been sort of focusing on. And um, the other thing also is we we have this product called Botsonic as well, which is where um, a lot of companies are using it to produce these generative AI powered chatbots where all you need to do is just point, um, you know, like upload a couple of documents like your files and PDFs and uh, links, maybe your, just your site uh, website's link or any other kind of documentation that you have. Now the AI is able to automatically uh, learn from that and in a very personalized manner reply to users' questions, whether it's for support, sales, product recommendations, or any of those things. Interesting. So you, you're training it on your own content, so it gives it gives it background, so it becomes more effective. How is it different to other tools out there, like ChatGPT, for example? For sure, for sure. I think we, we get asked this question a lot. Um, so the thing with ChatGPT is the any kind of content that you are producing, it's first of all um, very generic. So if like you're asking any question, you know, lots of people probably are asking questions on the same topic. So it tends to produce very similar kind of results, both in the case of the, the information that is contained in that content. And at the same time, also the, um, the way it is written there. So it doesn't kind of follow like a particular style of writing. It's very generic. So it's, you know, it doesn't have any feel to it. And the other issue that we have seen there is also hallucination. So, a lot of the times the content it produces is not factually correct, which, um, you know, which for most businesses, they wouldn't want to put something into their main site unless it's, you know, very factual and verified by, by humans there. So those are some of the things that we tackle at Rightsonic. So the focus here is to create, first of all, on-brand content. And the way we do it is we, we can take a couple of your previous pieces of content that you have written, let's say your blogs or emails, any of those things, and then automatically synthesize your unique kind of writing style or tonality out of it, and then use that to create um, new content, which follows like very closely follows your writing style. So you get that very initial first draft. Second thing also is research. So we have kind of search integrated within it. So it's not restricted to 2021 data. So for example, if you go and ask ChatGPT who won the FIFA World Cup 2022, uh, it won't be able to answer that properly. Of course, they very recently, day before yesterday, they added the Bing um, browsing plugin. So it's better now. But most of the times the information is not correct. So that is where you know we are, our focus is on producing like that factually accurate content. And then apart from that, of course, the other part is referencing. So essentially, um, you can upload your own data and use that data to produce new content instead of some generic information that's contained within ChatGPT. So these couple of things and you know, a lot of very specialized templates 
which are SEO optimized, conversion optimized. These are the things we focus on. So you actually get value out of that text rather than it being just very generic. Very good. And then in, in on top of the writing capability, you also have some audio capability. You recently announced the Audio Sonic. Maybe you can explain this in a bit more detail and maybe outline some specific industries where this this might be particularly useful. Right. So we we launched Audio Sonic very recently. So it's basically an AI voice generator. Now, sort of text-to-speech solutions have been there for a while, like, you know, Google has been doing that, uh, you know, other services have also been doing that. But the main issue that we have seen is, is the content that they produce is very robotic. So um, as in the voice is very robotic, so it doesn't really follow the accent, it doesn't really uh, kind of follow the nuances that a human has when they speak. So the idea here was to come up with something that produces very human-like audio and can then be used in some actual um, use cases or industry-specific use cases. So for example, um, voiceover is a very big use case where you can just paste in some text and then it can produce very human-like audio. And you can choose from a variety of different um, kind of personas, if I were to call it, where we have different accents for different languages. You know, uh, British accent, of course, very different from the American accent and very different from the Indian accent, let's say. So all of these nuances are covered in our uh, voices. And a lot of different industries, I think, finding very good use of it. Podcast is one thing where, you know, um, if you have a script, it can read it out in a very human-like way. Um, marketing is another big one where advertisements can be created very quickly. You, you know, you create the script, let's say, with Write Sonic, and then you use AudioSonic to generate the voiceover or the uh, voice for that as well. Audio audiobooks is another market where you know a lot of independent book publishers they don't uh, know or have the uh, bandwidth or you know the proper speaking capability. So there they can just you know have it uh, generate by the AI itself. Customer service is another thing where you know helps with very uh, personalized communication. So lots of different industries. Education actually is another big one where you know for training materials for um, you know. Um, very localized uh, training content. Uh, it's being used there as well. So a lot of different use cases. Yeah, very good. And, and whenever we talk about generative AI or AI in, in more generically um, and talk about its capabilities, in the back of my head is always the question, what does it mean for, for the people that do those things at the moment? So if you think of content creators of audiobook narrators so what is your perspective on the concern related to ai tools replacing humans and um how can ai and human creativity coexist in in the content creation industry i think that's a very valid question that we get asked very often and from my perspective and the way that you know in terms of what we are building the idea is to augment humans rather than replace them um, and basically to see ai as a tool that enhances the productivity of humans and works hand in hand rather than something that replaces humans um, so basically in terms of content creation the way our customers or we ourselves you know use it is the first draft let's say is 
done about 80% by the 70 to 80% by the AI. So you get the very first draft. It saves you a lot of time with the with the research. Um, you know, you don't need to, it kind of gets rid of writer's block there, which a lot of writers have. So that very first draft AI does. Now the remaining 20, 30% is where the human creativity comes into play, where they add their own unique touch, they add their, you know, a lot of their personal insights into it. And then they kind of go and publish it out. So I think that is how we are thinking of, um, you know, um, leveraging AI. And the advantage that uh, we are seeing here, for example, let's say if you are a freelancer who does content writing. Earlier, let's say if you if it used to take you about eight hours to do one blog post, that same thing you can do with the help of AI in about one hour, let's say. Right, so that that's massive time saving. Saving now, what that also means is that you can now do many more projects and take on many more clients as well. So it, it didn't really replace you, but if you use it kind of well, um, you get more clients, you increase your revenue. Same for businesses as well. Like you know, if you hire people, like you know, if the people know how to use AI, they'll be able to kind of increase their productivity and you know get more benefit out of it. So I don't think. AI is going to replace humans, but there's a saying like very popular saying right now is someone using AI will probably replace someone who doesn't use AI at all. I think that's that's going to be the thing. So it's a skill rather than skill or a tool rather than something that replaces humans, I would say. Very good. So what impact do you think generative AI will have on the wider job market in the short to medium term? I think definitely companies and individuals themselves will need to um, upskill themselves. And this was the same case when, let's say, internet came out as well. So many people thought that, okay, you know, e-commerce and internet came in. So, you know, the shops will get closed and, you know, the brick and mortar stores will get closed and, you know, everyone will become jobless and all of that. That didn't happen though. It's, it's basically, um, especially during COVID time, if you have seen um, the brick and mortar stores, when they kind of launched something online, they had two different revenue streams. So of course, during COVID, the online stream worked well, but now they have both the streams working in parallel together. So I think uh, same thing uh, will happen with the sort of the AI kind of technology as well, where definitely people will need to upskill and you know companies will also need to train their employees and upskill their employees so that they can take the best use of AI. And rest, I think it's basically there, of course, will be a, shift in skill sets of the jobs but you know new jobs will be created and you know overall i don't think there would be like any negative thing as such but it would be a positive thing it would of course take some time but it would be a positive thing uh going forward with a more productive workforce and uh, work environment one of the concerns that that i have many people share especially when you talk about generating content using ai is the risk of using it to create disinformation to spread misinformation we are already seeing this with massive um, online content farms that churn out thousands of articles every minute and and share them on social media right. have we got any safeguards in place in right sonic to make sure this is not used for those purposes? Definitely. So I think um, 
there are tools in place right now which can detect ai generated content like you know the kind of that bulk content that you sort of mentioned so that can be detected and of course even in our platform what we aim for is a human in the loop approach where you know you, you don't just generate something and publish it you basically spend that remaining 20% of the time as i mentioned to further fine tune it and then you kind of publish it so we do have certain safeguards in place we are also able to detect um you know even google you know if you know it's it's able to detect any content which is generated by ai or written by humans there so it's basically things uh, systems are in place and um, same with social media as well facebook and everyone um has tools in place to detect that kind of content of course fake news is something that has been a big uh, topic and a big problem since before but i think currently if you produce anything with these generative ai models it's easy to detect unless you add that human touch to it so any human in the loop kind of content will be the one that is actually going to be successful otherwise it's easy to detect i think yeah yeah um, i have my concerns about detectability i think if you are using those tools wisely with the right prompts um i yeah. think you can, i i don't think those ai detection tools will detect it um i i think they give you probability of how likely tools so they can never tell you is this ai generated or not but i've seen stuff that i i think would not be detector i mean have you seen any more recent detection tools where you're really confident that they can do that there are actually so i think there it's an active again active research problem so a lot of development being done there so very recently there have been certain research papers where basically uh, they watermark the ai generated content so even open ai or any of these models if you see um nowadays in the newer models what they're also doing is watermarking any content that they are generating so it's basically from the human kind of eye it's not like you don't see it but it's encoded in terms of the content that comes out there so uh, it's an active problem it's like a cat and mouse game for sure where you know um you kind of do something there and then someone else then kind of tries to bypass it so it's it's an active problem i would say definitely something that needs to be worked on more technically to to advance further um but yeah we will we'll, i think it will improve in the coming months and years So what are your plans for the future of Rightsonic? Um are there any upcoming features or improvements that you can share with us? Sure, I think uh, two main things for us, you know, uh, I did mention about Botsonic that is one thing, you know, we are launching a totally new rebuilt version very soon where um, our focus there is essentially to be able to create chatbots, generative AI powered chatbots where um you know where you don't need to define all that logic and the hard coded kind of conditions there it can automatically be handled by the ai itself and it adds a very human touch to the conversations that you know the customers are having as well and then the second thing there we are doing lots of integrations and adding sort of ai agents into the mix so what that means is um a lot of the things that customers do can be sort of uh, you know automated to some extent to improve their experience so for example if i go to a e-commerce website where i want to purchase let's say a black t-shirt with white stripes and currently how it would work is i need to go you know there's 100 different filters let's say on amazon which i need to filter that i want this size i want this color i want you know 
all of those things which at the same time here with these kinds of chatbots you can just say in natural language i want a black t-shirt with white stripes which are you know this size it will automatically fetch and recommend okay this is what we recommend and then from there itself you can just select it and if you have the card on file it will automatically make the booking and do it for you so i think that would definitely enhance customer experience across all the industries and second thing that we are working on on right sonic is as we were just discussing also is um focus on that factual on brand content which um really resonates with humans and which also um resonates with google's you know robots as well so that ranks well on on google as well so i think those two things are what our focus is very good so finally i'd love to know what future ai trends you are particularly excited about i think i'm personally very excited about multimodal ai mm. um so if you heard of recently chat gpt added the ability to see hear and speak i think that is one thing that is going to be very cool where uh, it's not it's no longer going to be just one very specialized model that does only one thing but rather um a true sort of personal assistant that will be able to help out with a variety of things um both on a personal level as well as on a sort of like a work level as well so i think that is something i'm really excited about and that will unlock a whole set of possibilities for every industry every kind of use case where a lot of the menial uh, sort of repetitive tasks can be automated a lot more productivity can be unlocked and then you know we as humans can focus on a lot um sort of the higher level more creative tasks which require you know the human thinking and the unique human touch there so i think that's that's what i would say No very good thank you so much for your time today Sam that was super interesting this industry is evolving so fast so many things happening so this is it's been a good conversation um for anyone who ever wants to rewatch this or relisten to this simply head to my youtube channel or my podcast thank you Sam thank you very much Bernard great to be here thank you